Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Clarion sounds like one of those drugs that has a million side effects. Cecilator! Red, go get some bark. Bark will be good in this. What is the most interesting thing that's been happening in this town? My dog had puppies! Do you want me to smash you in the face in my head? What do you want from me? Who are you? Two motes of green flame dance in his eye sockets. I, I've been nothing but thoughtful about you, Jack. Oh, no, I'm not sorry. I, if that hurt, you should maybe think about the impression you leave on other people. I would have called you my friend. Welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 23, Down and Dirty. This week's MVP is Jason Shayer from Patreon. Thank you so much for your support, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Please check out our friends at Sword Coast Soundscapes. Their ambient soundtracks that they've allowed us to use have been absolutely phenomenal. Definitely check them out and use them for your own home games. Back them on Patreon today at patreon.com slash Soundscapes. You ready to get dirty? I am ready. Let's do it.
Welcome to episode 23, everyone. Hey. Whoa. 23. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, hi, Joe. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast, Justin. Guys, thank Joe's you here. so much. Yeah, that's oh awesome. God. Are you hi, gonna be, Joe. Are you going to be running our game today? I'm going to be running the game today. Wow. So interesting. Hello, wow. who's there? Oh, hi, it's me, guys. Hi, hey. Alex. Alex is here. Alex. Oh, sorry I'm late. Hi, Alex. Hey, buddy. Did you bring Miros with you? I don't know. Miros, are you here? I'm in the background here. Miros! Miros, are you going to join us for an episode? I might. Who's that behind you? Everyone's back from the grave. Oh, my God. They died? Hey, boss. That's it. Kieran's here. Wow. Everybody's here. I really was just thinking about the end of video games like if you finish mm. you know final fantasy or oh. super mario brothers where they like as the credits are playing the developers will show you scenes oh, of yeah. all of the npcs mm-hmm. that you met along the way yeah, yeah. and we're, we're definitely gonna f- see one from golden fields with everyone waving at the camera except if golden yep. fields gets raised to the ground by hill giants mm. i think in the yeah the very last episode of this will will be that and we'll be like yeah. oh my god you remember that mm. do you remember before jack died before <laughs> <laughs> uh, we murdered him <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we are leaving Waterdeep. yeah i mean that's the plan don't forget your horses. We can't. I don't want to leave shit fart the pony behind. Yeah. In fact, that's all Doran wants to do is not ride a horse. A pony. pony. Well, it doesn't want to get on an animal because dwarves don't like riding on animals. I did give animals. him the option to ride with me. In fact, Oren can ride with me. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Can I get Amakir, my lovely chestnut Amakir mare? Amakir and... Come on, shit fart. Nay. I like shit fart, by the way. And you know what's funny? It's cute because, like, when you name an animal, like, like white paws, right? They've got white paws. White shit fart has like brown stain under his tail. Yeah, brown, not stain, but like browner coloring fur. fur, (laughs) And speaking of which, as we're approaching the stables, Red is talking about how much he loves shit fart. Yeah, and as we open the stable doors. Just the smell is overwhelming. Yeah. We're just not, and we're back like amateur. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> but it's clear who the culprit is. Yeah, it's shit fart. Nay, I'm ready to ride to the exit of Waterdeep and and hit the road. I think we talked about it last time. We want to check out the fire giants, uh, the excavated site. Then we want yes. to hit up Old Nombone, and then hopefully head Shadow Top Cathedral. Torin waves a handkerchief out of the top window. Yeah, I think there's definitely a, a moment where the horses are ready, and and Jack dashes up the stairs to kiss Torin goodbye, and and you know say I love you one more time, and say I'm I'm coming home. I promise. He holds onto the embrace. Breathes you in and says, be safe. You too. I think I'd say bye to Torrin as well. I don't want to be rude. In fact, Torrin is probably like, goodbye, Jack. Goodbye, Kraloth. Goodbye, Red. And then Jack's like, bye, Torrin. And then Torrin's like, bye, Doran. Bye, Oren. <laughs> all right. And we all ride towards the, what, north gate, I guess? So the north of the city has the field ward. That's the entrance that you took when you entered Waterdeep. So you're traveling south. You want to go back up the long road, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. You are headed back toward where the fire giant was excavating in the fields of the Deseran Valley. Bingo, bingo. Mm-hmm. That is between Amphail and Golden Fields. Yep. Perfect. On the road again. I failed to mention a very small town called Rasalantar. Eight hours of travel on horseback would have us arriving in Rasalantar quite late, mm-hmm. but you know, with enough time to get a decent room at 
an inn. It's a super small town. Yeah. Is it just called the Rasselantaran? Yep. Hello. Welcome to the Rasselantaran. My name is Slasselantar. This is my sister, Vasselantar. What is the most interesting thing that's been happening in this town? You'll want to ask my brother. You're going to want to ask my sister. Hasselantar. Oh, but you think Hasselantar will know more than Masselantar? Oh, definitely. No one knows anything more than Masselantar except for... Oh, <gasps> Cassellantar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone walks over and he's like, My dog had puppies. <laughs> and it was a silly town. <laughs> I feel like everyone looks the same too. I'm picturing like mm-hmm. yeah. white with bowl cuts of like <laughs> yellow hair. Like big like Men thick and women. Necks. Yeah, but like big thick necks, like very Dutch. Thick yeah. the necks as thick as their heads. Exactly. Yes. Like some heads, you know, straight down. <laughs> Jack continues to try and teach giant to to Kieran and probably also Kraloth. Oh, and definitely. Doran if yes. Oh, I should be keeping track of these. Yeah. So I I think there's maybe a moment around the Rasselantar in sitting around the fire with some more conjugation and learning and, and all of those fun, you know, school. Yeah, words. and I guess at Rad would have been reading that book. That Clarion Dragon book. And like you look over and he's got it upside down. Like, Clarion. Oh, Red, that's the other. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, you're looking at the pictures. Yeah. Like, that's what a dragon yeah. would look like flying upside down. Clarion sounds like a like one of those drugs that they have on the yeah, American clear. television that has yeah. a million side effects. Yeah. For anal bleeding. And when mm. we leave the next day, they all stand Bye. by the gates. Bye. Bye. Come again. <laughs> one is like in the window waving a handkerchief at Doran. Bye. <laughs> what did you do last night, Doran, with that Hasselanta? I, I will never speak of that. Well, hopefully we won't be back in this town. And good thing we warned them about the impending giants. Yes. Doran, are you, are you writing a song about that? Uh, Yes. With thick necks as thick as their heads, Rasselantaran is where we stayed, and we met the Casselantaran, Masselantaran, Hasselantaran. All right, all right, all right, all right. Save some for tonight. I want to hear the whole thing around the campfire. <laughs> well, you can actually end up in Amphail. It's just a couple hours of travel. And we don't have to stay the night in Anfield. That little kid who you met in the town square. The mayor? The mayor. He's there. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, welcome back to town. Your town's looking beautiful as usual. Thank you. But we're just passing through. All right. Have fun. So we swing through Amphail and we continue on towards the fire giant excavation site. Mm-hmm. What time of day is it right now? Noonish. Yeah, about noon. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I think the mm. minute we get off the road, Red gets into combat ready yeah. mode. You have yeah. two different sets of armor, right? Yes. What set are you wearing right now? I am wearing my studded leather armor. The sneaky armor? Yeah, so studded leather armor lowers my AC by one. By the way, my AC is atrocious. We need to get me better armor. But I have a 15 AC with studded leather armor. I have a 16 AC with scale mail, but I have disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So the minute we get enough money, I want to buy some actual armor that does not give me stealth disadvantage and gets me somewhere up to 17 because you're like ac is what 18 18 and yours is like 18, 18 and well. you don't even need it because you can get to 20 so Oren is on my horse so I, I could hop off and scout ahead and let Oren ride it i can kind of guide you guys forward sure so red is stealthing ahead of the party through the wilderness between amphel and golden fields how far away are you getting from the party I would say maximum 300 feet. And I would just stealth towards the edge of the scene that we had witnessed, and I would do a perception. Maybe Kieran is up with red, so that if there's a problem, they can run back, get within 100 feet of me. Kraloth, you're keeping watch over the rear of your party as you travel, as usual. Of course. 
Your gaze drifts over the hilltops in the distance, marking the places you have been, where your party has left their footprints when, bam, you're startled by the appearance of a figure atop the crest of a hill some 200 yards behind you, knee-deep in waving dead grass. He wasn't there a moment ago until now. He is. He's pointing at you. You look away just for a second to make sure your traveling companions are all safe and close by, and when you look back, the figure is not even 20 feet away from you. You recognize him as the ghostly figure from Waterdeep. He's wearing heavy plate armor, decorated with worked motifs that are mostly obscured by dried and crumbling mud. You can see now that the flesh of his face and hands is sloughed off in places. His hollow cheeks expose his molars. Two motes of green flame dance in his eye sockets. His mouth works noiselessly, but you hear words as if they're coming from within your head from deep underwater. Kraloth. Kraloth. What do you want from me? Who are you? He disappears. <laughs> Come back! Come back! Kraloth? Um, Who are you talking to? It's, uh, the, the being from, from Nemos, from the apothecary. You didn't talk much about them at the time. What do you mean they're a being? What, what did you see? It was the, the same, the same person I saw, the same, same abomination. He, I wasn't sure before. I thought maybe it was bad pheasant, but this... He's following me. This is supernatural, Jack. There's something... There's something going on. What do they look like? And I describe the being for them. Face sloughing off and... Um, the the dark, hollow voice sends chills down my spine. You, you didn't hear anything. If it was invisible... I mean, we'll, we'll keep Kieran doing a watch out next time. Maybe we'll, we'll keep them close to you, but I... Do I know anything about a, this sort of ghostly haunting? Is there anything I might... I mean, you know of Kraloth's abilities, his ability to sense undead. That's probably your best bet. Do you, do you sense any undead now? And I'm going to cast the same spell, the Eyes of the Grave, see if I can detect any undead. It takes you a minute. You stare around the hillside. You see nothing. Red... You come to a divot between two grassy hills dotted by scrubby bushes. There's a messy excavation site here in the shallow valley, with earth scraped up into piles on either side of the hole. From the distance right now, you don't see any sign of the fire giant or any of the elementals that it was with. I picture myself in a bush almost and kieran just like crawls up beside me and both of our little heads peek out so cute you know identical in in the feline aspect they share and they both kind of we look towards each other and give like a little short nod and i'm like why don't you go over there and just take a quick look you fly up high rob do you think kieran is inclined to take Red's suggestion? Yes and no. Maybe instead of flying high up to get a look, might want to sniff around and see if they hear, see something before they... But, yeah. But yeah, just, just something to like... Um, Sure. So Kieran winds their way from the bushes where you're hiding and kind of flounces down the hill toward the dig site, returns just a minute later 
and sits at your feet. Could Kieran talk at all? Not to you. Well, then I, I'll head back to the others and report what I've seen. What is the temperature of your companions when you get back to them? This whole thing just happened. Well, Doran is standing like with axe at the ready. I picture Kraloth and Jack kind of standing, talking about what's just occurred. Oren is in his own world, just observing, but off to the side. And uh, Doran looking for this shadowy being. How are the horses reacting? Unconcerned. I definitely believe you've seen something, Kraloth. But Thank we, you. we know it's not undead because you would detect it. And Kalimvor would show them to you. So either it is undead and not here, or it's not within a mile. Red's like coming into the conversation at like this point. He's like, "What? What's going on?" Red Kraloth saw something. It'll be back. The same I know thing it. You saw in the apothecary. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, what? What did you see? Well, I, I saw the edge of the um, uh, fire giant's excavation pit, but Karen took a, a closer look. Okay. Kieran winds their way around your feet, Jack, m- making sure to watch out for the hooves of the horses all standing around. And they say, doesn't smell like he's been back in the past five days or so. That's great, in some ways. Um, so Kieran didn't sense the fire giant anywhere near here, which means we should be pretty safe to go take a close look at that dig site and see if we can figure out what they were doing or what they were digging up or what, what was here. In the meantime, maybe, do you want to see if you can track which way this thing went? Yeah, I can try to track the giants, no problem. Uh, I'll take a look around when we head down to the excavation site. I would imagine if that's what it is, whatever he wanted was already taken, but it might be worthwhile to check. Mm, definitely. Might be something there to track him. But are you okay, Kraloth? I'm worried about you, buddy. It's all right. I mean, um, you know, people get visions, right? It's like a thing. I've People never had things. any sort of vision yeah. like that. Well, the dream, but that's not. Let's just let's dream. just let's just move. Let's go to the excavation site. It could be anything. All right, let's just go. Let's just go. I kind of ride my horse up next to Kraloth and say, "You know what, Kraloth? If uh, you get that sensation again and you and you experience whatever you experienced, I wish you'd let us know so we can be there with you." I'll try. I'll try, Doran, to, to alert you right away and, and right. remember that you guys have my back. Uh, Jack, he said it, he couldn't find anything undead, but there are beings on different planes of existence, right? Perhaps something's coming in and out. Seems plausible. Jack, you as a wizard would certainly know at least about the existence of multiple planes, if not necessarily specifics automatically. Yeah, there, there's there's lots of planes you can travel through lots of them, the astral and ethereal and all of those shadow planes. There could be all kinds of things. Uh, but you can see, like, Jack's attention is half on this, but he's also already in his mind looking over at this campsite and where he's going to put the stakes to start of stake it out and make a <laughs> grid and figure out how he's going to look at this excavation and divide it up and, like, draw a line to figure out <laughs> that what happened here. Because where was this, this is Jack's favorite thing. Like, your background is archaeologist, correct? Yeah, this is his thing. He's already, like, setting up a dig site and wanting to, like, divide it up and be like, nobody go in this line until we've looked at every corner and figured out everything we've done in each square and mapped it out. And, okay, Red, don't step across this one. And even if we can't find where the giant was digging, we could find where he camped. Maybe we could find what he ate. Maybe we could find what those three little elementals were. Where did they Where did they come from? What did they... Like, there's, there's information here in his mind. Sure. That makes sense. I mean, he wouldn't be saying this out loud. I no, I, but... 
It comes out in a matter yeah. of speaking. Well, while he's doing that, I'm going to look around for that fire giant track. And I guess seeing how the, these guys immediately go to work as soon as we arrive at this dig site and seeing the state of mind that, that Kraloth is in, Doran gathers some wood and builds a fire and starts chopping wood. Oren is really excited to help you with this. Mm-hmm. So, like I said previously... This is a space between two hills, so a small valley where you are relatively obscured from the rest of the countryside. This is a a pretty safe place, you would presume, to light a fire because you wouldn't be seen from distances. There's a fairly nearby copse of trees, maybe 500 meters away, and... There is there's an excavation site here. There's the dirt that's been exhumed from the hole, messily scattered around. There are some scrubby bushes. If you can recall, Kieran hid in some of them when they were being pursued by the elementals. What would everyone like to do specifically? I'll take a look around for any fire giant tracks. Okay. The very least I can gather what their feet look like. Why don't you roll a survival check? I'm going to roll with advantage because I have advantage to tracking my favorite enemy, which are giants. Yes, you do. 22. Oh, pretty good. You find some interesting pieces of information. Again, this is, you know, a fairly long time ago. I believe it's been five days or six days since you saw the fire giant digging. That doesn't mean that your eyes aren't sharp enough to catch even the smallest detail. You find some scorch marks on grasses and shrubs surrounding the site. You also find one set of footprints, although there is evidence of these footprints surrounding the site and leading up to the dig site. You you spend a minute discerning that, no, it's just one giant, although they seem to have been pacing for quite some time. Spent some time here. Yes. And you can tell that these are armored boots. Can I tell where they're heading or are they sort of just... They arrive from the same direction where they depart, northeast. And with that roll, is it possible that I might be able to see any marks around the dig site for anything that was lifted from the grave, i.e. if a large something or other was taken from this place. Maybe it was dragged across the ground. I'm assuming based on the size of the hole that it was large. You detect that there are some slash marks in the ground that run parallel to the footprints that the giant has made as if they are dragging something alongside them. It is a fairly sharp gash in the earth. Jack sort of staked out the area where he thinks is worth investigating and is treating it as two different sites. First, treating this as a fire giant camped here. What can we learn about the fire giant and who he camped here? And then there was something buried here. What what was it? How did it get here? How long has it been here? Is it still here? Did they find it? Um, he, he is a trained investigator and archaeology is his, his background. Can I roll with advantage? You certainly can. Awesome. 21. You talk about stakes and ropes. What does it physically look like? Jack, are you getting down inside this hole? It starts out, he's he's walking a grid around it. He's got, he's picking up sticks and staking them in the ground and got a piece of twine and sort of marking off the area of it. And then every, you know, step or two, putting another rope around the twine so he can eventually tie it across to the other side of the thing and, and draw a grid and number it so he knows, okay, in section A1, I found this and A2, I found that. And just 
really mapping it out and structuring it out in his mind. I think if Doran's around and looking for something, he's, this is a, a great opportunity to draw a map on something really macro in scale or, or micro in scale, if you can sort of all... Mm. Uh, if you want to map out what we find in each of these grids. Oh, I might just do that. And Doran's kind of, half of his focus is on this, but half of his focus is also on kind of watching the surroundings for anything sure. approaching. You sure. know, because in his mind, the warrior mindset is like, you know. Always aware. Jack, as you examine this dig site further, you come to understand what kind of excavator the fire giant was. The digging was done with a long metal tool, as well as giant-sized hands. You find a fragment of a fingernail embedded in some of the dirt. I will absolutely categorize that fingernail. There, not only is it good to find, but there's all kinds of magic you can do with a giant's fingernail. There certainly is. Oh, that is. is so cool. There's even a little bit of, like tissue attached to it. What is a fire giant's flesh like? Is it is it It is a dull gray brown on the outside. Is there any You know if you if you leave something metal buried long enough it sort of rusts and there's a little bit of like some of that rust gets left in the dirt or Yeah, or, is there like, any like for impression the name of, that. of of what what kind of thing was here? Was it was it wood? Was it You find a piece of clay, the earth here is a little bit clay-like that seems to probably have laid if not beside, then very close to the object that was unearthed. It is colored with some rust, but you don't get a sense of the impression of the object that was buried. Okay, cool. So could I roll with advantage on, I've seen the fire giant. If I'm looking at its campsite, could I roll any information on it? Or Yeah, okay. You can I do mean, that. I mean, it's my favorite enemy. Nine. You're not very familiar with fire giants. Haven't fought one yet. You I need to kill one first, Kraylop. We'll get right on that. You remark in your head, oh, these footprints that I've been seeing clearly mean that the fire giant wears heavy armor mm -hmm. just because of the shape of the impressions and, and actually the weight. The footprints that you see are sunk more deeply into the ground than you would think necessary for heavy a armor. giant. Apart from that, you don't gain any further information. So while Red and Jack have been doing their own investigations, Kraloth is going to do his part as cleric. And in this time, he is gathering all the materials he needs to cast Detect Magic as a ritual to see if there is some sort of magical arcane aspect to this investigation. Very interesting. And you're almost doing double work here because you're not only casting find magic around the excavation site, but you're also... Cooking a stew. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, you're also thinking about this cloaked, shadowy figure. I'm trying to get my mind off of it, to be honest. Where are you directing this aura of magic? I'm picturing Kraloth just hanging out on Glynn by Jack as he's digging. Cool. Um, and then if there's nothing there, if he has time, go along the tracks to where Red is. I kind of visualize that Doran's, you know, putting stakes up for a little little bit of a shelter tent thingy. And I mean, it's not, not much. He's got a little fire going. We've got the excavation site sort of in the middle of this field, a campsite sort of built up in between there and the trees. So that we're kind of backed onto the trees. 
if anything were to come out of the blue, we can scuttle into the trees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But like Doran, like puts it together. He like p- makes the stakes, and he like yeah. ties like the boughs together to make yeah. this like it's like lean this long drawn out. You know, I I, I screw up one of the stakes. I'm like, damn it, I gotta start another yeah, stake. You know, it's a long arduous process to make this little tent. And being the smith that I am, each stake is like exactly yeah. a square stake. You you you, know? you slave over it perfectly. Squared. You slave over it. Kraloth, as you complete the casting of Detect Magic, you see that there are fragments of the dirt that have been unearthed from this dig site that are glowing with residual magic. And as you concentrate on it, you recognize that this is enchantment magic. Hmm. You're able to discern the school of magic when you cast okay. Detect Magic and you and you hang out and like chill near whatever aura but as you get closer and look at these small auras you gain the impression that this is residual magic that is left over from the thing that was buried here right right uh it's residual magic it's not residual materials like flakes correct no magical effect remains but you can tell because this dirt was in close contact with whatever was buried here for a very long time that the clay absorbed some of its essence. Hmm. Okay, okay. I'm going to say that to Jack. Looks like whatever was in there is gone. Enchantment magic, that's what I'm getting. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I've, so I, I know it was metal because I can, I can tell that on the dirt here. I wonder if there's an element of, of see if we can put all of these pieces together in some sort of... Red walks over nonchalantly and like, oh, it uh, seemed to be a blade as well. See here? And he like points out the tracks that he'd seen earlier. And he's like, deep gouges right here and here. Looks like maybe he dragged it out. Just in case you wanted my opinion as well. No, this is good. I feel like we've got more information from the three of us working together then. It's almost like we're a team. Doran? Yes. Uh, I've almost got the campsite set up over here. <laughs> it's so pretty. It looks good from here. Well, I'm almost I'm almost done getting these stakes done, and once I'm done, we'll have a nice tent set up. And uh, hey, where's that little halfling? Oren's like behind you, fiddling with the oh. the tuning pins on his mandolin. Uh, what rhymes with excavation? Uh, Emancipation. Exploitation. To answer your question, Rob, there's really nothing that you guys can put together in terms of what may have been unearthed apart from these clues that you've gathered. Okay. Well, I got one more trick up my sleeve. He moved two cubic meters of dirt, lost some fingernails. Stand back for a minute and let me show you something. Jack reaches his hand out and just with a couple of quick moves of his hand, moves five cubic feet of dirt, five feet in six seconds as a cantrip because he molds the earth and really just excavates this area to see, you know, okay, he got two cubic feet or two cubic meters down here. What if I go another three or four just to see if there really is anything underneath here, if there, if there is any bedrock, if there is anything that... You turn this shit into SimCity. Yeah, I, I definitely like dig it out. Make it make I think a nice Red's thing. like flabbergasted, as is Doran, obviously. Yeah. Despite it being a really cool look, you find no other salient clues. Look at all these earthworms! Jack! <laughs> like red, red, like, like, his handfuls. Look, he must have been looking for earthworms. I wonder if fire giants use earthworms for weapons. Uh, bring them over. They're good eating. 
Put him in the pot. Kraloth is is kind of torn because he's like looking at Jack, like maybe we're getting close to something. But he's like, dinner. I thought of one more question before we go before we go have dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any way seeing seeing the impression of the metal and the rust that was on there to figure out how long the thing was buried? Definitely more than five hundred years. All right, maybe as old as a thousand years, maybe more. And I, I think there's something to the amount of dirt being undisturbed so the oxygen's really only coming from a slow drip of water filtering through the soil it's not rusting really fast because it had been so undisturbed so we only see this little impression like there's there's enough clues to be like it's a metal thing that lasted a thousand years in the dirt do you have inspiration rob i don't i think i would like to give you some inspiration Mm. because of this very dedicated uh pursuit of knowledge here catch this yeah. Nice catch, too. Yeah, good catch. Thank you. So, what happens now? Now we eat worms! While they're cooking worms, I begin the ritual to create Liaman's tiny hut, which is a lovely dome of invisibility around us that keeps everything protected from the elements and makes us invisible inside and makes us... I know <sighs> that from the inside, you it's transparent. You can see right through the walls. Correct. But from the outside, is it? it's an opaque color. What uh, color do you choose? So it's a 10-foot radius immobile dome of force springs into existence around us and above you and remains stationary for the duration. Uh, nine creatures of medium size or smaller can fit inside. The spe- Not the horses. Uh, all other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Spells and other magical effects can't extend through the dome or be cast through it. The atmosphere is comfortable and dry regardless of the weather outside. Until the spell ends, you can command the interior to become dimly lit or dark. The dome is opaque from the outside of any color you choose, but it is transparent from the inside. I think from the outside, it's it's a like it's a dark green doing its best to blend in with whatever the generic soil Camo. color is from. Yeah, sure. I'm it, just glad you didn't say bright purple. So Kraloff gets back to the camp and um, he like walks over to Doran, who's cooking up the stew, and like, okay, that smells interesting. And uh, I love the idea of Doran and Red both like leaning over the pot, making their terrible cooking choices. And maybe since worms are from the dirt, just a little bit of dirt. Yeah, like, that, like, that, that might add a good good hint a of bit something. Of crunch, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Red, go get some bark. Bark will be good in like, this. Red excitedly runs away. The bard is like behind the two of you, slowly turning green. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh no! It's you know the one. Kraloff turns to the bard and he's like. It's okay, I got you. And he like opens his bag and he's got like pheasant eggs. Runs <laughs> over like and high fives you. You put together this shelter there, Doran? Yeah, and that's just exactly what I was going to say. So this little flimsy tent is like just barely holding on. And then yeah. I finally get the last stake in and Jack casts this like magical dome that yeah, suddenly so, appears. So it's great. So the wind that was about to knock it over dies down. There is no wind. It's perfectly calm. Yeah. The, the light that was fading to moonlight becomes dimly lit again and just stays at a lovely constant like tent-like level. So you yeah. guys are sleeping inside Doran's? Red and I are both looking at it like, wow, this, okay, this looks like it'll... it'll I feel like Red's shimmying in. Like, That's next what I mean. To yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You put the, the Liaman's tiny hut over the tent, yeah. so yes. like yeah. Red can still sleep in the oh, little tent if he wants. It's only and then, small enough for like Doran. Yeah, like my upper half is in and my leg <laughs> is sticking so out. Cute. And I'm like forcing myself in next to you. Yeah. That's the best thing I've ever heard. I think I'm going to sleep on these pillows over here. This is ridiculous. It's not a pillow! Oren starts singing a very gentle song about all the constellations that he knows. I'm curious what the acoustics are like. They're fucking magical. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. Wow. So, like, the it's all, like, so 
perfectly. Yeah, there's a there's perfect amount of reverb. Yeah, ev- everything is just like I open my bag of holding and I reach in and I like pull out a few random objects and then I pull out the magic dust and I hand it to Jack and I say, Jack, we had this from Zephyros. What is this? You know, I've been thinking about that for a while. I might. Let me take some time. To, I, I'd, I'd had two or three options in mind. There's a test or two. If I got some time, I can I can try and narrow it down a little more. Maybe maybe I'll do that tonight. If you don't mind skipping the the giant lessons, or maybe you and you and Kieran could practice on your own. Uh, I speak giant. I can teach you if you'd like. Oh yeah, why don't you try oh. Red's teaching style for for a night? Guys? Sure. Maybe at the same time that the bag of magic dust comes out, so does the wooden ring from Doran. Mm. And doesn't Doran just pull it out and put it on? You put the ring on. And there's also this ring. And he slides it on his finger. And as soon as you do, the whole tent goes silent. And everyone looks at you. And there's like a off chord that Doran plays. we're all thinking the same thing. Do you remember the name? No, that's what I was <laughs> not going to say. Because I was going to say the name. Keltar Dardrigan? There is a sound like all of the air getting sucked out of this tiny hut, and an apparition stands before you. A plump and smiling halfling man. Oh, shit, what did I do? Uh, hello? You activated the magic ring, Doran! This is amazing! He's translucent, Mm. obviously an apparition, and he bows toward you, Doran, the owner of this ring. And as he straightens, he says... At your service. Uh, at, at my service? And I look around at everybody else around us. This is so cool. Thinking to myself, I, 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 I'm not in charge. He points off into the distance and he says, <laughs> Ruins lie here. A once grand and important city in the Shield Dwarf Kingdom. Within the ruins, you'll find a great treasure, Master Dwarf. A great treasure. I take a look over at Jack. Jack's already got his illusionary map up and trying to like pace a direction to be like, okay, it's Shield Dwarf Kingdom from how long ago? How could it, where would there be ruins? Have I heard of anything? What, where is this guy pointing? Sort of out of, out of shock, I, I pull the ring off my finger. He uh, nods happily at you and disappears. Uh, uh, I'm, I, um, uh, I, I, uh, I, um, sor- sorry, uh, that's that's interesting, <laughs> Dorin. That's so cool. Can I see? Uh, uh yeah, sure. Obviously, here. it doesn't work anymore, right? I mean, the ring is cool, but do you know what he said? Ruins, great dwarven city. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I'm just trying uh, to place uh, it. He said a great treasure was buried there. Dorin, you must know some of the ruins. So we think that's the Shield Mountains, maybe, or what's beyond well, here? I'm trying to. Can Dorin? Does Dorin know anything about? Dorin, roll a history check for me. Dorin, do you want to help me? Assist six. The little dot. Yeah, it wasn't. There wasn't enough information for you to really get a handle on it. You know, too many dwarven kingdoms right. of old. Right. You, how how could you even pick one? Uh, Jack, you can make your own roll if you. I'd like. love to make a history. Not only that, but I don't really know the directions that well. So That's well, fair. if even if, if I could, if Jack wanted to help him, he could project a map and then Doran could look at it. Okay, so why you'll give Rob advantage then by yeah, by roll that helping. Die, and okay. I'll roll this one, and we'll add my modifier because okay. it's better. So I get an 18. Same fucking roll. 
18, wow. So I think what happened is Jack pulled out his map and was like, oh, here are ruins and here are ruins and here are ruins, but no one's ever really explored them because they're unfindable or whatever. And you would have been like... He must have been referring to the kingdom of Basilmer. That's where the founder... uh Torrid Flame Tongue back in the ancient days. Who's that, Doran? Oh, the name sounds familiar. I, I know I read something about him once. Doran, what do what you. He, he, he was an ancient dwarven king. The king of Basilmer. That's right. I just. Uh, a once grand and important city in the Shield Dwarf Kingdom. Oh, yeah, the kingdom of Basilmer. Like I, I think that's worth checking out, especially if you're fighting giants. So it looks like the, it must be the kingdom of Basilmer here in the northeast, just yes. in these hills north over this way. That's, yes. that's the same direction the, the fire giant was headed. Absolutely. And I think. If we're going to go in that direction, why why don't we follow the footsteps of the giant all, all, all the way to Pisilmer? And I, I can I can find the the this this magical treasure or whatever it might be. Whoa 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 whoa. Okay, all right, all right. So uh, we found where the fire giant is going. We have we have excavated their site, and we know that they've headed northeast. Um, that's still good information to have, but I don't feel like it's enough. For us to completely change our plans. I mean, we decided this morning that we were going to head to the dragon. And I still feel like that is what we need to do right now. Yeah, I, I agree with Kraloth on this. <sighs> and and uh, unfortunately, I, I think ultimately the dragon is still the person to gain the most insight. Not to mention the fire giant was here about five days ago. Five days worth of tracks could head pretty far northeast. And it's not to say that we can't mark this on the map for another time to come and look at those ruins. This is my family's, my 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 heritage. We have to. And setting that aside, this giant's hauling something big that they can't carry. We're on the fastest horses in Farron. I mean, if there's if we could catch up with it, find out what it wants, what is it doing in the Deseran Valley? I mean, we're we're. We need to learn about giants. That's what we're here for. But that's also assuming that we could even take on this giant. I mean, we're nervous about heading towards a dragon for fear of it killing us. Giants are no different as far as I can tell. We've got the map on the table in front of us, and there's the five of us crouched around it looking at this glowing um, you know, picture of the landscape. And there's there's a little figure of a fire giant dragging a sword moving along it in mm-hmm. the direction of the northeast. And there's now this like dwarven kingdom in ruins that sort of appeared in the area where we sort of think it is on the map. And there's... And and it's it's a little bit dynamic and and um, Jack says, well, I, I don't know how far you got tracking this giant. I know it's been five mm-hmm. days. If we can if we can at all catch up to it, if we if we have any hope, maybe we can try that that way a little bit further tomorrow. Well, you know what? Let me try. Sit tight. I'll be quick. Uh, let me see how far they. If they go further than a mile, I'll come back and we can follow. But it's worthwhile to see how far the tracks go. No one more than me, Doran, wants to get into that dwarven kingdom. Yeah. But an excavation, like a real, honest delve into that sort of thing, requires a little bit of planning, a little bit of resources. That's how I ended up. For going to a burial mound, I ended up hiring, like, we, we need to hire some, if we're going to really go explore it, we, we need a little bit you more Basilmer. preparation. Basilmer, absolutely. We'd need a little bit but, more prep, but don't, I've got a plan for that already. I've got three plans for that already, Doran. But, we're, we're going there. Don't you worry. But... I will never... Doran, the fate of the world relies on us going to that dragon first. Let's find out information. <sighs> and Red's going to slip off and he's going to start following the tracks as far northeast as he can. How far do they roughly go? I mean, I imagine you said there's hills on either side of this? Yes, it's dark. So you have dark vision, but it still takes more effort for you to track these footsteps than it does in the daytime. You follow these footprints, these deep giant footprints and the 
slash marks that accompany them in the ground away from your campsite for about 20 to 30 minutes travel before they just stop. All right, so I I head back to the others and slip back into the bubble and say, now unfortunately the fire giant's tracks give out not too far north of here. (sighs) Why don't we spend the night here and go on to the original plan and hit the crypt garden in the morning? Sometimes I wish there were five of us. There's just so much going on with all of these giants in every direction. It's just the world is madness right now. I'm ready for bed. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I have a feeling we're going to run into more fire giants someday. It's been a long day. Anybody think of any good questions to ask this dragon? I'm going to wing it. I hope it doesn't drag on. Ah! Uh. Jack turns the lights off inside the Liaman's tiny hut. It gets dark. And Oren sings a really sweet song about all the constellations he knows as everyone falls asleep. Where is my home? Chariot wheel The galleon of fire in the night Fine-limbed mirage, guide me please The star of the east as a seahorse bright eye I'm just a man tired of wandering alone Gods take me their astral pine cone Juice of the light from thee You guys wake up? <sighs> it's Marpanoth the Eight <sighs> Doran, your beard is so comfy. And I, like, nuzzle my head against your damp beard. You know, I think I'm starting to become fond of you. (laughs) Kraloth, it's happened! And I, like, burst out of the tent. I think you were purring last night. You could just kiss him too, right? I could just kiss him, yes. I could kiss all of you. Why do you say that? Nothing. I'm just not interested in the conversation anymore. Whoa. Can I roll inside on that? I mean, I think it's it's definitely clear that it's related to whatever it was that yesterday when you said, oh, I'm sorry, but I don't really know what for. It's clear that Jack knows what it was for and thinks that this conversation and that conversation were related. Jack, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean I could kiss him? Of course I could kiss him. I could kiss all of you. Okay. I- I'm missing some social cue. I don't understand. What's what's Jack? It's not normal, Red, to to want to kiss people. There are people have boundaries. Um, people have relationships, and he points over at Jack. People have... It's not um, that it's not normal. It's just that in a really shitty moment, you said something kind of to put Torin off, and it was just a really... And it put me off, too, and I just... What did I say? I said I'd kiss Torin? Uh, I'm going to step outside. Uh, the Doran, Doran, can you uh, help me with something? Uh, uh, of I, course. I'd be happy to. Is this a soundproof bubble? But let, let's just get on the road. I don't, we don't need no, to talk. No, 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 Jack. If I have if I have hurt your feelings or Torrin's feelings in any way, shape, or form, I, I am I am truly sorry. Tell me what I I said I would kiss Tor- you to Torrin. Yes, I did. I I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, I mean it. It was it was not the sort of it was just the wrong thing at the wrong time. Maybe you didn't you didn't mean it intentionally. Maybe you weren't poking at something that you you just to poke at it to see what, whether it would be fun to start a food fight or something. Are you insinuating that I would poke Torin purposely to start some sort of drama? 
I mean, you did go on to that night, start a fight in that bar, go to another bar, start a fight in that bar, get kicked out. It's not beyond reason to think you might just like to poke things until you get in trouble. What fights? Oh, you mean when I was doing the magic trick at the man at the bar? Mm. That was an accident. I didn't mean to. And, And this was an accident too, I'm sure. Maybe you just need to be more thoughtful. I'm mean, let's go, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get my horse ready. Meanwhile, Crayloth, Doran, and Orin are standing outside, thinking they're being subtle, keeping their ears up to the door, not realizing that it's transparent on the outside. On the <laughs> I think there is no out. more bubble anymore. It's oh, there's no more bubble, or it just pops as we're standing. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, is there any more of that worm food left? I think Red takes a moment and really absorbs what Jack is saying and sort of thinks on it. And then he's like, shakes his head. He's like, no, wh- what do you mean more thoughtful? How dare you? I- I've been nothing but thoughtful about you, Jack. I- I've i been considerate and, and-, and kind and-, and fair enough. As Kraloth knew from when I met him, that yes, I can step in it sometimes and I can say the wrong thing at the wrong time, but it's never meant to hurt. My actions aren't meant to be malicious, whereas what you just said was hurtful. You tried to hurt my feelings just now and you succeeded. I told you the truth as I saw it, and if that hurt, I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. If that hurt, you should maybe think about the impression you leave on other people unintentionally, because I think that's really the the center of it, is you leave a really unintentionally awful perception on some people. You don't mean it. I can tell you don't mean it. But then you also don't recognize it. And it's, it's, it's just this blind spot, it feels like. Well, do you know what? That hurts. And I'm sorry that you feel this way. I would have called you my friend. But clearly you don't feel the same way. Fair enough. I guess I don't deserve to carry this. And he reaches into his bag of holding and removes a box. I was holding on to this for you as a favor until your birthday, but here. And he holds out a brown paper-wrapped parcel towards you. Uh, I guess Jack will, Jack will take it. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll hold it a little bit, a little bit awkwardly, certainly away from himself, not really sure what it, what it is or what, what Red wants him to do with it. So happy birthday. And I think Red would turn around and walk away. I think, I think the original note would be on it too. Okay, yeah. So there's a note that is with the package. It's clearly been crumpled up a little bit from its time inside the bag of holding. Yeah, I mean, Jack would definitely like flip the note open and and read what it said. The note says, I'm sorry I misjudged you. Jack tells me you're a friend. If you could, please give this to him on Marpinoth 17. It'll be his 52nd birthday. I thought he and I might have been able to open it together, but it seems like our paths may not cross again for some time. It's his favorite and a vintage of the year we met, but he'll know that. Keep him safe for me, Torin. Um... Jack will, you know, close the note again and carefully put the bottle in his backpack next to, you know, the decanter of endless water and some of the other things he has. Do you, do you open the crate? No, I know okay. what it is. Yeah, I, I, it's it's entirely perfectly clear to me what this is. Yeah. I, from the note, every context clue, Jack knows in his heart of hearts without opening the package exactly what lovely gift Torin had bought, and uh, he's gonna just stow it away somewhere safe. You also have another small package I, from him. I do, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's beside the decanter of endless water and the other package from Torin <laughs> for, from his birthday because his boyfriend gives him two birthday presents. But yeah, Jack's pissed. 
not I don't know. He's he's feeling a lot of emotions right now. You said that you leave, Red. How far do you go and for how long? I think Red would head over to Kraloth, very visually upset. Kraloth, Jack has hurt my feelings. Can you please console me? Oh, come on. Bring it in. Bring it in, buddy. And I would take a hug. Kraloth's my friend. I have no hesitancy. I embrace you in my giant arms and I say, shh, it's okay. It's going to be fine. I don't know if he's like sobbing, but he's so like nuzzling like a cat does. Just Mm. nuzzling your, your neck and shoulder. Do you tell him what happened? Yeah, I think so. You know, I've uh, traveled in groups of people before. It's not easy. I always felt, though, that when things got tense, when things got tough, that they always had my back. And I know that even though he hurt you, Jack still has your back. (laughs) Thanks, Kraloth. All right. Don't tell Doran. I don't want to cry in front of him. You blow a big snot bubble. Yeah. And meanwhile, Doran's in the corner, like, like holding back tears. <laughs> just like <laughs> sniffling himself. Doran probably overhear this and say, Oh, did he, did he, he hurt you. What, what, what did he use? Was it a, a dagger? Straight through my heart. Oh, yes. I've had that happen. But uh, you know what I always say? If someone stabs you, you just smash them in the face with your head. I don't think that's good advice, I'll Lord. keep that in mind, Doran. No, no, don't listen to Let's him. Let's just go. That's what we do in the caves. I mean, yeah. where's Jack? I'm going to go find Jack. Jack's packing the saddlebags on Amakir, just sort of around, just maybe, you know, around a few a few of those trees a little, a little bit further off. Out of earshot from what you guys are doing, sort of. Maybe maybe he's got Amakir packed and he's looking over this excavation site that he's turned upside down. Maybe he's putting it back flat just to just to hide the fact making that busy. Yeah, he's like yeah, yeah making busy, yeah he's like, he's walking just just to make it busy to smooth over the land to like really metaphorically smooth out some crags. Yeah, <laughs> literally smoothing. Here's over. an yeah. interesting question: Does your remove dirt? Can you like form it, or is it just like a block? Like for instance, it's thaumaturgy, isn't it? No, no, no. It's oh, what's it called? You said? Uh, it's called move earth, can and you, I like oh. make it look seamless um i'm imagining you know in golf courses when they cut a new hole and they put the old hole in and it's like looks the same because it's the grass Hmm. all of us golf players i think that's that's up to interpretation depending on like jack's landscaping skill or something it it for some reason in my head i'm imagining like the block of earth just lifting out in its exact shape and moving to the side you know what i mean like yeah and putting back in like lego or oh i like that idea like he that's what i was trying to figure out like if it can go right back oh in. So, so the idea that he'd he'd laid out uh, a grid and then lifted them out one by one in that grid and moved like them Minecraft. so he could examine every layer of yeah. that grid somewhere else yeah, that's that's interesting. But I don't know if that's possible. That's why I was just curious because that's why. I yeah, it. why not? Yeah, I think he's he's methodical enough to have sorted those piles of dirt anyway. So even if they were going to slump oh my God, down, nerd. he'd he'd know which one went where and put them back in that order. Okay, that's so nice. Doran, you go over to Jack while he's playing with blocks of dirt. Uh, Jack, is everything okay? Do you uh, do you want me to smash you in the face with my head? No, thanks. Okay, listen. Uh, I'm gonna get my uh, shit fart. Uh, packed up and uh, when you're done packing that up we should we should get going uh, Oren and then I, I kind of walk away Oren what do you, uh, 
You ready to go? Is Orin, is Orin going to write about this morning? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like looking over the top of his bedroll, like hiding somewhere, kind of making mental as Doran, as Doran, The emotions were powerful. <laughs> Doran turns to walk away, and there's a moment where Jack like is about to say something, and there's just like a pause where if Doran had waited one moment more, oh. but then he was like disconnected and is like, ah, oh, never mind. It, it'll come later. But there's just this moment of like... True dwarfish fashion. No, I love it. Quit playing in the dirt. Get on your horse. And let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm trying to be consoling, but I, I don't know how to give it enough time. So I just like, everything okay? Okay, goodbye. But it wasn't even, is everything okay? It's, do you want me to smash you in the head? With- <laughs> no, thank you. No, with Great. My, with my, with my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sounds like we're good then. <sighs> All right, get your shit. Let's go. Sometimes a joke can break the tension. Uh, I don't have one. Consider supporting us on Patreon for our new special show, a mini-sode adventure called Malevolent. Details to follow soon. It starts April 1st, so follow us on Patreon today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.